Thank you for tuning in to Game Investing. Pirate Radio Hopper here. And today we're going to talk about a big sale that just, uh, let's see, it just took place today, October 17th, 2020, and was followed up by a, another quick buy it now on eBay. So both transactions were on eBay and they were for the first Michael Jordan console video game. So before we get started, full disclosure, 100% transparency, I've uh, come from a long background in sports cards. I've never owned a comic book. I've dabbled in coins a bit, um, but most of my collectible career is in sports cards and video games. So I would say 15 to 30, 15 years full-time in sports cards, 10 years part-time, and then video games, 10 years full-time. So I am biased. Uh, when it comes to comparing the two, I pretty much think of Mario kind of like Jordan because I don't have data in video games for Mario other than HA solds and eBay solds. But in sports cards, we have long, rich decades of full disclosure, 100% transparent data. So we can look at sports cards and try to get some idea of supply and demand we don't know the demand or supply in video games but we do know it in sports cards so before i get to the nintendo entertainment system michael jordan that sold for 4500 and then quickly thereafter for 2800 in what i would call low to mid-range grading let's talk about sports cards I built a little spreadsheet and there's two main grading companies that have full disclosure that I consider the um, top two, kind of like your WADA and VGA. In sports cards, it would be PSA and BGS. PSA is owned by Collector's Universe, who has been uh, out there looking to add grading uh, to their portfolio possibly. Um, they might be eyeing CGC, they might be eyeing WADA, who knows. Uh, they own PCGS, PSA DNA, PSA. PCGS is the number one coin grading company in the world. PSA is the number one sports card grading company in the world. PSA DNA is pretty much the leading memorabilia autograph uh, certification company in the world, and it's a public company. It's a half billion dollar market cap ticker symbol CLCT. So since they're governed by the SEC, you can guarantee that uh, their POP reports are going to be, you know, as real time as possible, transparent, 100% accurate, etc. Obviously, they have uh, human beings running the show still. They're using robotics and grading. So when it comes to grading as an industry, I would say PSA would be the industry leader. And remember that they started because of fake Jordan rookie cards. So it was all about certification. And if you look at your WADA labels, what do they say on them? They say WADA certified. So when you get a PSA card with a hologram on the back, uh, a unique number on the front, I even use my my barcode scanner and it makes a, a little sound like this. And it, it beeps when you scan a PSA label. So you can actually scan a PSA graded certified uh, Michael Jordan rookie card, for example, pull it up in a database, go to the website psacard.com. You can pull that up and you can actually see photos these days. You can match the, the piece you have in your hand with the photo on the screen, look for little defects 
or little imperfections and you know right there that your piece is authentic, it hasn't been switched out, etc. So certification is where it all started. That was years ago. And I watched, uh, when I had card shops back in the day, I owned four of them and we had a graded case back in like 2000. We stuffed it with graded cards, PSA 10s, PSA 9s, Griffies, baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, nothing sold at the retail level. Nobody, I think maybe I sold one card over a year. Um, in the beginning, grading never took off. Um, of course, vintage, there were dealers dealing in vintage and there was a big difference between threes, fours, fives, and sixes and sevens, but I was dealing in modern 80s stuff, uh, Barry Bonds, you know, Michael Jordan, Ken Griffey type of stuff. So, you know, counterfeiting wasn't an issue there. So you were just looking for grading. And at that time, what we had to do was sell them on eBay. So I watched these cards go from something like 20 bucks in a perfect grade to something like 200 a day, if not more. I mean, back then there was a lot of dollar. Basically, any common Michael Jordan card was a dollar. Um, you could get a PSA 10 and those were selling for $10. And now they're 100, 200, 500, 1,000 each. So 100x maybe on some stuff. Rada graded. Um, now, if you look at the Michael Jordan rookie card where counterfeits are an issue, were an issue, maybe no longer an issue, and we're in a mature market, 2020, late 2020, so we're looking back 20 years from when grading was pretty much just starting out in the late 90s. Um, today, if you add up the PSA BGS 8 to 10 grades across the board, you come up with 37,000, maybe 700 pieces, which is 46% of the entire graded population. So when you're looking at the entire population of Jordan first appearances on a mainstream rookie card FLIR, you're talking about over 37,000, let's say eight to tens. And if you look at the entire population, you're talking about half, maybe a little less than half. So you're looking at you know, you're looking at uh, 60 to 70, let's say 100,000 uh, Michael Jordan rookies out there that might get, I mean, people aren't sending them, I'm thinking if they don't get below a five. So let's say there's 100,000 Michael Jordan rookies out there, first appearances on FLIR mainstream that grade from five to 10. And we've already graded half of them. And those half have come out what quote-unquote investment grade, if you go by reserved investments on YouTube, he's talking about the top 20%. So he says top 20% is investment grade, which would mean that I guess we're talking about nines and tens in cards. And if you're talking about nines and tens in Michael Jordan, uh, first appearance FLIR 86, which is about the time Mario hit black box first appearance, you know, if you don't count Donkey Kong and all that, and we don't count the star XRC Jordans, um, you're talking, you know, on the gem mint side, let's say 9.5 to 10, which would be like a 9.8. On a card for Jordan, you're talking about a population of maybe 850 in the world to date. Top grade, investment grade, that's much less than 20%, um, which means you have to dip into the mints, which would be nines. I don't know what the equivalent would be in WADA, but I guess 8.5, 8. Five, eight maybe, maybe 80 VGA through 8.5, um, but the ratios don't work because now we're talking, you know, we're whittling down the top 46% to 20% and then down, but when you're talking about video games, you're trying to compare a card that sells for $100,000, and yes, Black Box Mario's are selling for 100000 
But how many of those are out there? Are there 850 top grade black box Marios? Uh, no, I don't think uh, anyone would think that there are. There's probably 850 in existence. Uh, how many are sealed? I don't know. So, you know, when you look at the numbers, the math never works. That's why I'm excited about this podcast. The math doesn't work. I need to study CGC pop reports more to see if these ratios uh, can get any better comparing sports to comics to, you know, video games. But the ratios are out of whack in video games because when you're talking 40 million black box Marios, but you only have 40 that are on, let's say, the low to mid to high end. What is that? 0.000001% or something? The, the math just doesn't work out. So let's go back to the eBay sale. What we're talking about is straight crossover. So we're talking about the same person. It's Michael Jordan. There's Larry Bird on the cover. So you can say, well, that's a factor because it's not technically a Michael Jordan first appearance. Well, yeah, you could say, oh, he appeared on PC. Uh, full disclosure, I have one small crushed box and two CIBs there. I do not have any NES. I do not have any Michael Jordan Rookie cards, I do have some 1989 hoops, full disclosure. Those are like, uh, you know, 5 or $10 cards. I don't have anything big. Um, so there's there's nothing in it for me. I do not own an NES uh, Jordan Bird. I do not own any uh, 80s Michael Jordan rookie cards, second-year cards, third-year cards. I do have a couple 89 hoops. So that's my full disclosure on that. But the eBay sale that kind of rocked social media today went for 4500 And this is shocking because the only data point we have at Heritage is an 8.5A plus March 8th, 2020. So we're looking at, you know, a 5 to 10X. But the question is, is this an 8.5? So if you look on eBay, October 20th, item number 20313535 you're going to find a piece that got 35 bids, and I know some people that bid on this, so there was definitely demand, and you look at the back of the picture, you see the nice hang tag, but the top left corner has a corner poke, the top right corner is rounded, there's a defect above one, you scroll down, it's got the H seam, so you can say, okay, this is probably you know 99% factory sealed, you look at the lower left corner, it's got white touching, the lower right corner has rounding. Go to the front of the box. So that's four or five defects. Um, the front of the box, you see light scuffing. Um, there's something sticking up top on the uh, the wrap. Scroll down, you see the left front corner has a corner poke with white. The right front corner with Reve oval has a slight dent in it. So I'm seeing six or seven imperfections so far. And then we go to the sides. There's no crushing, which is really good news. Um, there might be slight crushing. It's very hard to tell. Um, on a side picture, on one of the sides, it looks like there possibly could be some slight crushing there. Um, I would say this box has five to ten imperfections. Um, I'm not a professional grader. I would consider myself a damn good grader when it comes to sports cards in terms of corners, edges, surfaces, and centering. I don't even grade centering on uh, video games. So I'm looking at corners, edges, and crushing. I would grade this like a 7.5B plus maybe, um, depending on that lift on the top, or, top right edge. 
um, on the top right edge of the box on the near the corner. There's a lift on the, the shrink wrap. I can't tell if that's a defect. And then there's also there's breather holes. I do not know how WADA grades those or VGA grades those. On the left and right of Jordan, you got two large breather holes. I did buy a GTA 2 WADA 9.8 A plus or A plus plus that did get uh, A plus grade on the ceiling with one large breather hole on the front. I do not know if that's an effect, but I will say that if you look at the one on Heritage that closed March 8th, 2020, and you zoom in on that box, that box would be considered pristine next to the one that just sold on eBay for 5 to 10x, depending on how you do the ratio for the grade differential. Because I would say the one that sold today uh, or yesterday on, um, well, it doesn't matter. Let's just say October 17th, 2020 on eBay, since you might be listening to this in a year or two or three. The one that sold on eBay October 17th, which was approximately a half year after the 8.5A plus went for less than the grand, is probably a 7075 of the lower seal grade, but it but it went for you know 5x more. So you could say, well, if the grade was lower and it went 5x, maybe this actually went 10x. So is Jordan doing 10x uh, over Corona? during corona and I, I think that's a possibility i think there's a lot of key pieces that are doing 10x and this this is actually confirming my thesis that i'll talk about in a second after we talk about someone jumping on a buy it new brand new nes same game jordan versus bird 101 for 2800 i can't tell exactly when but it must have happened hours or right Right after the first one went off, that's a item number 233749419081 on eBay. If you zoom in that one on the front, you've got a, a rough corner lower left, you've got a dent lower edge, you've got a rough corner lower right, you've got a nice price tag up top that says sale price. I've seen those stickers before. Those look like private party, like a small shop had this game. The top edge has some light denting. Uh, one of the corners is okay. The top left corner has got another corner poke. So this has got the H seam, but the back right and left corners look pretty bad on the bottom. So again, this is going to be like a 7-0. Um, the ceiling might be better and the crushing might be less than the other, but it's got the denting along the edges, and I don't know how strict WADA and VGA are on that. Uh, the problem with this one is the lower right corner on the back has seal separation with white wear. Um, that's shelf wear or scuffing with a dented corner and a corner poke. I mean, this might even drop it down to a 6.5. You know, this could be a 5.5 a five to a 6.5. I don't know. Um, it just, you just don't know. And 2,800 for, let's say, a 6.5, 4,500 for, let's say, a 7.5 raw. You still have to get it graded. You're still going to have to wait. You still have to cough up fees and time and energy. Um, does this mean that a 7.5 Jordan is going for three grand, four grand, five grand, and, and an 8.0 Jordan is going for five, six, seven, and a, a quote unquote investment grade Jordan, which I argue is not going to be your top 20%? That's my thesis. Um, is, is, 10 grand. I mean, it's a no-brainer that if you have a 90, 92, 94, 98 sealed Jordan, you're talking five figures. 
So that brings me back to my thesis. Are we crossing over? And I will say yes. The short answer is yes. I know that one of these 35 bids is a guy that's very familiar with alternative investing, diversification, sports cards, um, other areas of investing that uh, feel similar to video games. Um, 35 bids, uh, you know, $4,500. This is significant for a raw 7.5. I'm looking at the list. Uh, you know, it was a seven-day auction. It ended in the morning. Um, you've got eight unique bidders. Um, it's, it's a Saturday morning, which isn't really that great of a time to end an auction. So this is really shocking for late 2020. But again, it's Jordan and Bird. So, you know, it's definitely a key. It's definitely got everything going for it. H-Steam, NES, first appearance on a console video game. But the question is, of these eight people, how many of these are crossing over from sports cards? And I can't answer that. Um, all I can do is drop the facts that I know, rely on what I know from sports cards, and that it was about certification before grading. And once this is certified, you can you can bet that it's gonna it's gonna be worth more because that's a value add. That's what Wada is giving us. They are adding value to our pieces. So the guy that sends this in, he paid forty five. He's gonna pay a hundred dollars, maybe two, maybe three for you know expedited turbo, uh, instant service, whatever it's called. Uh, let's say he's into the piece for five hundred. Time, energy, shipping, insurance, etc. So he's in now at five grand, and he gets back a seven point five B plus. Uh, he's got to sell that for what? If he if he sells that on Heritage, uh, he's going to have to get one point two. Uh, that's six grand. If he sells it on eBay, he's going to have to get one point one five. He's going to have to get five point seven five. So, you know, a seven five A Jordan has got to be worth six grand according to this sale. And then you look at the beat up one that went for three grand all in, and you're talking, uh, you know, thirty five hundred for a six five maybe A. Um, this is quite shocking, but it's not so shocking for my thesis. And my thesis is this: under the assumption that reserved investments on YouTube is correct in saying that within these alternative investments in the uh, antiques and collectibles trade, the top 20% of the population or the pieces or the graded pieces, I'm not sure what that means. I don't know that that means the top 40% of 40 million SMB1s or 17 million SMB3s. It can't be. It just can't be that. There's no way we can say the top 20% of you know, 4 million Tysons is going to be investment grade. We can throw that right out the window. So let's assume that he's meaning the top 20% of all the VGA water graded and to be graded high quality raw that's out there in the public and private collections and museums, total population, top 20% is considered quote unquote investment grade. Under that assumption, under the assumption that in 10 years we're going to see and know of all the top 20% pieces, okay, and I'm looking at population, I'm building a population report for the next newsletter, starting with heavy hitters, I'm looking at things like zero matte sealed Marios, zero gloss sticker Marios, one sticker Mario sealed, 
two TM Zeldas, one, you know, rumor of a, of a white Tyson bullet, you know, rumors and rumors and rumors of like zero and ones. How does that how does that compute when you're talking to top 20%? Well, it doesn't. So if we're talking games are 1,000 times shorter, rarer, more uncommon, uh, uh, condi more condition sensitive on the high investment quote unquote grade side, that implies that either those ones and twos and threes that we're seeing go for fifty, a hundred thousand dollars are going to do a thousand x. And that's pure math. If there's a thousand fewer than, let's say, uh, 850 gem mint Jordan rookie cards, and the same amount of people that want Jordan rookie cards are going to want Jordan video games, that would mean that if video games are 1,000 times rarer in gem mint top grade, such as a sticker sealed Mario type of thing or a 9.8 A++ NES Jordan versus Bird, theoretically, that means that that Jordan jumps from 10 grand to a million dollars and correct me if I'm wrong but we all agree that this NES Jordan is not going to a million dollars so what does that mean that means that people are gonna give up they're gonna give up when it hits 10 grand they're all gonna give up they're gonna give up on a 9.8 they're gonna give up on a 9.6 they're gonna give up on a 9.4 they're gonna give up on a 9.2 they're gonna give up on a 9.0 and this guy made a good call. He bought a 7.5. The guy that followed him on eBay bought a 6.5. These are the pieces that my thesis says are going to do 2x, 3x, 5x, 10x. Sure, the high end will do that. But the question is, is there a buyer? Now, if you're talking about a 6.5 piece that goes from 2 grand to 4 grand, that sounds feasible. If you're talking about the entire population from 5.0 all the way to 9.8 on NES Jordan Bird, first console appearance of Jordan, the GOAT. Um, how many copies do you think there's going to be in 10 years? I would say today there's, what, 10 copies in a WADA case uh, from 5.0 up? I've seen like two on Heritage and uh, that's about it. I've seen a couple on social media. I mean, there can't be 50 pieces. So, you know, there's no way in hell. We just went explicit. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. Um, there's no way in hell that you're going to go find 37,000 pieces like you have in cards that grade from 8 to 10. And there's no way in hell you're going to find 850 NES Jordan versus Bird that are going to grade out 9698. It's just not going to happen. I don't care if there's warehouses, uh, you know, new pedigrees, uh, stores that were shut down for 10 years and someone inherited, you know, a chain of retro game shops with basements. Even if you find 100 cases, you pull out, what, 198 per case? You got 198. Uh, good luck. Good luck getting to 850 or 37K like in sports cards. Sure, sports cards are a collectible. People took care of them. But you know what? It's really hard to find a sports cards without a nick. When you get one nick, you're down to a nine. Two nicks, you're down to an eight. Video games, if you do find something well taken care of, you know, you have a good chance at an eight. And an eight or higher to me is investment grade. And I saw this argument on social media. I disagree with it. I disagree with a blanket statement that 9.0 and above is investment grade. I think investment grade depends on the title, the print run, the uh, console, the uh, the age, 
in other words, 8-bit, 16-bit, 70s, 80s, the decade, it depends on so many things. And I know someone very high up that is dying for a pop report because when you're running a business and you're turning away lower grades because you don't know if there are eights, nines, and, and you turn away a 5.5, five, a 6.5, a 7.5, and later find out it's the highest grade on the planet, you just lost business, you just lost customers, you just disappointed the hobby. Um, we really need a pop report. We need 100% full disclosure. Uh, VGA, get your beta working. Um, WADA, could you please drop a PDF? At least make a comment about pop reports. Uh, fill us in on the technology or the hang-up or normalized bell curves or data, lack of therefore, whatever. Please give us a pop report. I'm going to keep having to refer to sports cards and go to comic book pop reports if I can't get anything going here. But I will say this as, a, as with a degree in statistics and a, and a graduate degree in business and, you know, 30 years tracking sports card data. Um, I haven't owned a comic book. I don't know comic books. I'm not an art collector. Uh, to me, sports cards is more um, of a fan-based uh, thing where you follow sports and you follow sports statistics and you follow players that you think are going to build on their careers and, and you're going into positions based on investment long run. Maybe you're doing flipping as well based on short-term gains, such as winning games, putting up big games, you know, winning championships. So it's, it's a lot more volatile because you have people on the court that are making moves every day. Whereas in comics, you might have a Marvel movie come out every quarter. And in video games, you don't have things like the Mario Cafe and store opening, you know, once every 40 years. So catalyst-wise, they're just way more in sports cards. So there's way more action. But it's the only data that I'm confident with. It's fully transparent. It's 100% accurate. It's real-time. It's available at psacard.com. You can also register for free at beckett.com and go in there. You can pull up any Beckett label number. You can look into the uh, population report. You can build yourself a little spreadsheet pick a position like Jordan, Fleer, 86, 7, and 8. Now, I'm building a spreadsheet on that because I think that's the closest thing to Mario. Um, and, and the timeline is almost identical. Mario hit 85 through, you know, uh, 89, 90, I guess. And and Jordan hit hard in Fleer, 86, 7, 8, and 9. 90, I guess, is when Junk Wax era took over. So it's really ironic that Jordan and Mario are both characters that, you know, had to go global. One came out of Japan, one came out of the USA. Uh, you know, how many people can dunk a basketball? Uh, how many people buy sneakers and cards? How many people can play a Mario game? You know, it, it's just that math does not compute. Uh, the potential demand is vast for video game investors. Um, and everybody in sports cards now calls them an investor. So, you know, that's that's one of the reasons I moved to podcasting is because there was no way I was going to go back into sports cards. Having lost it all over there after 9-11 just crushed three to 5,000 card shops across the world. You know, that's just a boulevard of broken dreams. Thank you, Green Day. Um, but this is revenge for me. You know, I want to see video games come up because I think they're a safe, um, you know, alternative investment. I, I don't think they're... 
they're well balanced. You know, you got a little bit of artwork, a little bit of technology, a little bit of pop history, a little bit of gaming. You got not too many eras, not too many consoles to focus on. It's easy to grasp for the beginner. Anybody can understand it culturally and language wise, you know, basketball and let's say Marvel origin stories are much harder to translate. I mean, basketball is easy to watch. But it's not like you're going to be dunking a basketball no matter hard, how hard you play. Whereas if you concentrate on playing Tetris or Mario, you know, you can become a master. And like I've said before, try something new. You know, try drilling down into PSA's free database. Try drilling down into Beckett's free population report. I recommend looking at 1986 Fleer Basketball. Focus on Michael Jordan and the sticker set. The sticker set is very similar to, let's say, matte and gloss stickers. It's called a parallel or a variation. You know, try something new. Try to open your mind and think of other kinds of variations in other industries, such as sports cards. We've got one of ones. We've got serial numbered. We've got jerseys. We've got memorabilia, autographs, and we do have stickers. And Jordan has stickers, you know, Jordan has stick, had stickers from 86, 7, and 8, and 9, and those have come up, you know, big time because of rarity, because of the supply side. And that's why video games are so exciting. After you get through a few setbacks and failures, don't worry, because you're going to get some priceless wisdom you can carry for the rest of your life and find an area where you can become a master.